Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Chris Krogman, Joe Gaither, and Luke Barry. Discussing all topics, Chicago Bears. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. live on the Believe in Monsters podcast, and if you are listening to us on replay, you just heard my man Lucas Berry's great new intro. Welcome into the Believe in Monsters podcast. Another week, another few days closer to the NFL draft. Just a couple of days now, two days left until the NFL draft, and so we're on the precipice. We're on the precipice of the Chicago Bears getting a little bit better. Make sure you go out and follow us at BIM underscore pod, Believe in Monsters podcast. Follow my friend Chris Krogman, Lucas Berry, and myself, uh, Chris Krogman at Chai Bears 1985, Lucas Berry at Berry underscore 40. Lucas, thank you for your hard work on the new intro, and I'm super pumped to see what the Bears do. I mean, look, it's it's Christmas week. The Bears picking at nine, going to be picking again uh, late uh, on Friday, going to have some picks on Friday. We're going to have a great weekend. So, uh, guys, let's get into it. What's the plan for the night? I believe Dr. Barry is going to uh, dial us up a mock draft, and we're going to debate some picks and uh, see what the Bears shake out as we are all cannot wait till Thursday night. So, before But before we do that, Let's check in with the elder statesman, Chris Krogman. How are you, Father? Doing good, Joe. Thank you for asking. Uh, it is the week of the NFL draft, in case you've been living under a rock and weren't listening to the first minute of Joe talking. But uh, very excited to see what happens, I think. I don't know. This is probably the most invested I've been in the first round in a while, probably because the Bears haven't had a first rounder. Uh, and then, you know, Justin, the move up for Justin was <clears throat> amazing. But yeah, this I've been I've been a lot closer to more storylines, and I feel like it has just clouded my visibility even more. I have no idea what's going to happen. So it's going to be a super fun first round. Lucas Barry, your your beard is looking beautiful. I think it's trimmed. You oiled that oiled that up and trimmed it this morning, just yeah. for the show. Appreciate you. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm wearing my auto shirt too. Um, I'm good. I am very excited for the draft, as you guys know. I absolutely love this time of year. Uh, I'm fired up. I'm actually lucky enough to uh, have been invited to the Huddle Reports mock draft contest so i will be competing for some of the best in the industry um you can find my final mock draft which has to be published tomorrow by midnight i'll put that out on twitter and uh we'll see how i do you know they they graded and everything and you get a score and you get to see how you rank for some of the best in the world so i've been sweating that a little bit doing some extra research outside of the chicago bears uh 
you know, this week is is flying by and we are excited for Thursday. We will be doing our live show on Thursday. Very excited about that. Um, before we dive into our mock draft, though, we talked about this right before we, we, we went live. I mean, obviously, uh, we had some big news in the NFC North. Uh, the boogeyman is now gone, even though I would have probably preferred he stayed in Green Bay, all things considered. Chris, I mean, what do we make of this Rodgers trade? Would you have rather kept him in Green Bay for his uh, until he died or, or, or what? I mean, I, I think the Jets let him off the hook. Yeah, the Jets definitely saved the Packers from embarrassment uh, for for another down year with Rodgers and the rest of the NFC North getting stronger. You know, you saw the Vikings win the division last year. The Lions hot on their heels. Uh, Packers were super mid and, you know, the Bears are rebuilding. So it was a stripped down skeleton roster for the Bears. It is what it is. Number one pick now, traded away, obviously. But yeah, Jets, Jets are Jets are dumb. Like that was a dumb trade. They they had all the leverage in the world. Uh and they just let it go just to get it done before the draft. Do you think that was the motivation? Just to get it done before in, in these two days? Well, yeah, they had to. They got the pick swap. I mean, they got a, they got multiple. They got three picks in this draft. Essentially, they got the pick swap, an early second rounder this year, and then a sixth. And and the Packers sent back a, a, a few mid round picks that weren't worth nearly as much. But yeah, Joe, I mean, they the Packers had a deadline of this week to get this done, basically. And I would say the Jets caved into every one of their demands and more. I mean, the pick swap basically just kind of in my opinion, handed them JSN. I mean, they basically jumped all the teams that would be threats to them taking him. So uh, I don't know, man. They they had a deadline. They they got a lot from the Jets, and they just kind of smacked their ass with that trade. You don't think the Texans could take him at 12? They could, but I'm not – we'll get into this. I'm not convinced they're taking a quarterback at two. So I think the Texans will take end up taking a quarterback somewhere in the first 10 picks. Luke, I agree. Hmm. Interesting. So going back to Joe's question, if you don't get it done before the draft and any any discussion of the first round is then has to be done in in, during the draft. So it has to be Mm -hmm. done within a few hours rather when you had weeks on end to work on this. I think we're six weeks into these rumors. Uh, or since Rogers said, I'm playing for the Jets next year. So if you don't get it done Thursday night within a few hours when you had weeks to work on it, then you were looking at Friday when, you know, now all the Jets can do is give them second. They can't give them 13. They can't pick swap like they did. Uh, so yeah, I think getting it done before the draft was absolutely the motivation for probably for both sides so that both sides knew where they were at. Cause like, what if, what if the jets gets a Thursday night and they don't have Rogers in tow and they are looking at, you know, the draft playing out, however it does, maybe they have a, a quarterback they like in the draft that slips to nine, 10, whatever. And they want to move up and get him now. Like, now that's out the window too. I mean, I know they're probably sick of the the young guys because they suck at picking quarterbacks, but 
they absolutely had to get it done before the draft. So that's motiva- motivations for both sides. Well, what in, now this is my big hang-up, though. I mean, would you basically say that by acquiring Rodgers and all his glory at whatever he is, 39 years old, I don't even know, what is he, 39? 39. Um, you basically have to win the Super Bowl this year or this trade is a flop. Mm. Or next year if he plays another year, but I don't even know if that'll happen. But to me, if the Jets don't win the Super Bowl, they just completely blew their load for no reason. When you could have used these picks to acquire another quarterback, a younger quarterback, or next year in a deep quarterback class, you know, moving up for one of those guys. I mean, this is... I agree. This year and next year is pretty much put up or shut up. I mean, it's yeah, you're all in. But just even looking at this, I'm still like, they're not even the best team in their division, even with Rodgers. I don't even know if they're better than Miami. They're a lot closer than they were with uh, Mike Mm. White and and Zach Zach Wilson. Yeah, but... I just don't understand why they traded Eli Moore away. That was just weird. He didn't want to do there. Well, I wouldn't want to be there either after the way they treated him last season. Yeah, I mean, he, he basically was like, I'm the third, fourth option, and I've, I, I feel like I'm an up-and-comer. He wanted to go a place where he was, he's going to get some reps. So they, just, they, signed, they signed Lazard, right? Mm-hmm. And they have uh, a dude that used to be on the Titans, uh, what, Corey Davis, and then obviously the one is Garrett Wilson. I mean – it's not like he doesn't have options. I mean, he's got he's got good targets. He's got people out there to throw to. But he wasn't fantastic last year, and the offensive line in, in New York is terrible. Uh, I'll, I'll enjoy watching suffer up there. Well, fine. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say. Um, I mean, this this just I, I feel like this could implode so quickly on him. I mean, so right now the Jets are. Probably the leading candidate to be on hard knocks. So you're going to get that drama over the summer. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the the Robert Sala, who is, you know, military, military type dude, you know, wake up at 5 a.m. and run five miles clashing with air. That's just that's going to be he's going to fight with Rogers by week one, dude. They're going to rip each other apart. I have no faith that that's going to work. You're going to have like five or six primetime games of the Jets playing good teams in the AFC East. I just I don't see how this works out for the Jets at all. I think it has implosion written all over it, and and I am waiting for the Sailor Rogers kind of battle. I, I don't see how they get along at all. This could be fun. Are they, are they just going to bend? I, unless they just completely bend over backwards for Rogers, which is a circus in itself. You either that's, cater to the dude or you fight with him. I mean, well, and that's very possible because he he had demands coming in. You know, go get OBJ, go get Lazard. I think was one of them, and go get somebody else or something like that. And then they didn't get OBJ, and I think he made some sort of comment about it. Yeah, it's to me, it has circus written all over just because I think when they, they face the slightest bit of adversity, it's going to probably get ugly, especially in New York. I, I don't know, especially with these dudes like the young guys, like, you know, sauce burning the cheese head. Like, they're probably just thinking Rodgers is going to come in here and roll, roll over the NFC, uh, the AFC East. Like, when they lose a few games because they're playing the Bills and Chiefs and teams like that, like what's going to happen? Well, no what do we think leaves Green Bay? Because believe what it does with, with the Jets. We're, we're in the NFC North. What does it do with Green Bay? The Green Bay just went from today 
uh, wherever they were in the odds to win the NFC North to last in the last a place uh, odds for the NFC North this year. Do we think that you know all my Packers buddies, which are few and far between, uh, but they 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 all think that Jordan Love is just going to magically become the third, the next in line, the, the you know the the the, the heir apparent, the next Hall of Fame quarterback. So where does it leave the Packers? Because that's what it means for us. Dude, that I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think we've even seen enough of Jordan Love to make any right. sort of determination either way. I mean, people that want to pump him up give us preseason highlights. <laughs> the slant he threw versus the Eagles. And us, yeah, and I mean, and the people that want to trash him give us you know, preseason throws, pre preseason throws as well. So I just don't, I just don't know what to think of Jordan love yet. I mean, he's been in this, their system for three years. So there's that, uh, that's it. I mean, it's not like he has any more talented wide receiver. I mean, he has Christian Watson and, and, and Romeo dubs. And then if they draft JSN, which would, that would be hilarious as a little, stick him to Rogers to get a to get a wide receiver on his way out instead of giving him one you know for the last 10 years or whatever it is um, I think the Packers are going to struggle next year this is all things considered I do have to say the the NFC North is giving the Lions the biggest layup of all time to take the division this year and and do what they want with it for the first time in however many years. This is it. I mean, after this, I don't know. The Packers just got more picks from that trade. They won't do it. They the Vikings it. are a huge question mark. We're hoping the Bears are going to be in contention next year. This is the Lions' year. Like they, they have to win the division this year and do something with it. Will they do it? I don't know. But that's all I have to say about the NFC North is that this is the Lions' chance, and they they better not fuck it up because it feels as hell no, they won't. If Fields is as good as we think he is, it's not going to last long. They're rain in the, the north. Well, I do have a question, Lucas. Uh, pertaining to the NFC North and the draft, there was a, a, a rumor earlier this week which or last week, it's, and they're all crazy. <laughs> uh, what validity do you think there is to the Vikings trying to move all the way up to, what, number two or three to take a quarterback? I think that the, the guy was Levis, but – any quarterback. Do you think the Vikings are, are looking to make that move, aggressive move up to the inside the top five to take one of these QBs? Yes, but they also have to get rid of Kirk Cousins somehow because I don't think he would be okay with that. Well, you can get I, out like a Stafford trade. I mean, that was the that was also the other rumor, right? That the the 49ers were sniffing around a possible Cousins and Lance swap or something like that. So I know they're definitely being weird about. That makes no sense for the for the Niners. Like, why would you want Kirk Cousins back? Shanahan loves him, dude. I don't know. Shanahan loves him for whatever reason. Oh, that's right, because he had him in Washington. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, he's a back. I mean, he's 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 not overly athletic. He's not going to do. He's Jimmy Garoppolo. He's like a better Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, (laughs) they're mirror images. Yeah, so that's. I mean, that's why. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think all I think all the massive trades are done. I think during the draft we'll see a, a few moving around, but I don't think we'll see anything crazy like 
like you're saying, Chris. I mean, that would that'd probably be insane. I could see them drafting Hendon Hooker for sure. Yes. I thought it was interesting. Like the biggest biggest move I can remember, like just off the top of my head during the draft was uh, the Falcons moving all the way up to get Julio. Because they were like, I feel like in the 20s, and they moved up to number two to take Julio. No, right? Julio was six or seven. Whatever. Fine. It's still top a big trade. I, are you sure? I mean, I'll, I'll I, trust your family. I, I, I thought he was two as well. <laughs> Julio is not number two. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. Six. I'm, he was number I'm six. A, I'm a million dollars. Yeah, did I say six or seven? <laughs> See, Joe knows. Joe knows. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, should we just hop into our mock draft here? Sorry, Chris. <laughs> I didn't mean I jumped down your throat. <laughs> I just knew he wasn't. Bullshit. This motherfucker didn't go two. <laughs> Maybe I was thinking, uh, who is Isn't the... he number two? Is his jersey two? Well, yeah. Who's the. Vic. Vic went two, didn't he? No. Or did he go one? I'm trying to think of the. What, the... Who's the. Mari Cooper went four. Number two. Sammy Watkins go number two. Maybe not in that draft. Anyway, moving on. What uh, what do you got, Lucas? What's next? Done with the Aaron Rodgers trade. Hmm. So we are going to do. Oh my God! Can you guys still see me? Kick me out. Yes. We are going to do our uh, our our first round mock draft up until the Bears pick, and then we will finish our Bears mock by just simming to the Bears picks throughout the draft. So they have 10. Um, but let's go through our, our top 10 here a little bit briefly. I mean, so the Panthers are on the clock. You know, they trade up to one. Word is out that uh, their their management has decided on the quarterback they want. And right now, Bryce Young is an over, overwhelming Vegas favorite. Do you guys have any uh, comments or concerns there? Or do you think Bryce Young is the pick? After he stopped taking visits, he was the pick. Yep. All right. Bryce Young, number one. Now, this is where it gets interesting. The Texans are on the clock at two. Schefter leaked out last week. Or Did you guys listen to that podcast? Schefter basically said that the Texans and Bears had a deal in place, and the Bears gave the Panthers last chance to match it, and that's when DJ Moore got involved and the first yep. pick got moved. So the Texans were, were – very close to moving up to number one. I'm assuming they wanted Bryce Young. They're taking Will Anderson. Joe says they're going Will Anderson. Chris, what do you think? Because I have a different viewpoint on this. Well, I won't. I won't steal your thunder, Lucas, because I know where you're going to go with this. Um, I think if the right trade is there, they'll trade out. So you think uh, they're looking to trade out first? I think if the man, I always think if the right trade is there, they'll the people will trade out. They're so far away. Um. I mean, I know they have number 12 as well, but if you don't love C.J. Stroud, which it sounds like they don't, uh, and you – I mean, you could go with Will Anderson. That that would be a good pick. But they could also trade out to, you know, somebody like the Raiders or the – 
mean, the Falcons could get could get silly and move up to number two if they don't mm. really believe in Ritter and have kept this kind of under wraps. Uh, I really think everything gets interesting at two. I mean, like that's what I said. Like this is going to be one of the most interesting draft storylines. Uh, but in the interest of time and of not trading, I'll just I'll 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 agree with Joe that they're going to take uh, Will Anderson. Uh, no, Joe, I, Alabama. I, I think that's a good take, Joe. I think Will Anderson is the. He should be the number one or number two player on the entire draft board, but Houston does not do things the normal way. My gut tells me, as do the Vegas odds, that the Houston Texans are going to take Tyree Wilson at number two. Why? It gets interesting. I don't know why. I think D'Amico Ryans in San Francisco had a type of D lineman he looked for. Lyman with really long limbs with just freakish athletic abilities and DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead and Tyree Wilson is that type of player with just crazy measurables that for what I, I don't know. I think teams are thinking maybe he perhaps has higher upside than Will Anderson, even though Will Anderson's like a slam dunk easy pick. So my gut tells me that the Texans are gonna go Tyree Wilson at number two. Uh, right now, he's the he's the odds-on favorite to be the first defender taken, which shifted this week. Interesting. And Lance Zerline has been saying this for about three weeks now, and he's always had a fairly good pulse on what the Texans are going to do. So I'm going with Tyree Wilson. But for the sake of the podcast, it is a democracy. We'll put in the, the two votes for Will Anderson at two. Moving on to the Cardinals at pick three. It's another trade tradeback scenario. For any team who wants a quarterback or whatever, we heard this week that the Cardinals may be interested in Parrish Johnson at three, and people are now saying that he could go earlier than we think. Joe, I'm going to start with you. What do you think the Arizona Cardinals do? They need a lot. They need a lot of help. I think the Cardinals here will go with Tyree Wilson. I think that this is the place that Tyree Wilson goes off. I think he is regarded very highly. And if he goes number two to the Houston Texans, I'm going to give you your flowers, Luke, and and, and, and you know give you your applause. I don't think that's a bad bad take. My vote with the number three pick is the Arizona Cardinals select Tyree Wilson. Chris, what do you feel, my friend? This is a tough one. Again, I think they trade out, and if they don't, they need like literally everything. I mean, they could they could go they could go Jalen Carter here. I mean, they need so much yeah. help. But uh, you know, like like if we're not doing trades, then they're, we're trade. I no. mean, I would say they trade out pretty much for for anything. And I think they're going to have some offers. We can do a trade if you want, and we'll just we'll just say like it doesn't have to be a specific team, but like a player. Like if you think someone's going to move up. I personally think someone's going to move up to three for CJ Stroud. I think this is the perfect spot to kind of get quarterback two on the board, whether that's the Raiders. I think the Titans are a good match because uh, their new GM came from Tennessee. So I think there could be a relationship there. Um, And Chris, I think you're right. I think they're going to move out for pennies on the dollar just to kind of get out of that spot. Um, I think. I think, uh, yeah, if, if 
I think like the Titans, the Titans are an interesting story because, you know, they traded away AJ Brown last year, which kind of like made people think that they were going to, I don't know, move on or whatever, or move forward or start to rebuild. And then they re-signed Simmons to a big deal. And then they did something else recently that was kind of surprising. So maybe they, they, maybe it's a retooling instead of a rebuild in Tennessee. Oh yeah. The, the rumors around trading Derrick Henry, which nobody believes now, but man, I thought it really happened. Anyway, with Chris, I think the trade down is the most likely scenario. My vote for Wilson was the contingent of a non-trade that trade out, but I think trade down is the most probably likely scenario for the Cardinals. I'm guessing for a quarterback, Joe. Uh, yeah, because I think the Raiders, I think the Raiders are, are going to be really aggressive. Um, I think, I mean, the Titans are interesting. It depends on how much they really like Malik Willis, um, but 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 I think the Raiders uh, present are really interesting because they see the card, the, they, they see the Colts right there behind them. Um, so I, I think the Raiders uh, are probably the most make the most sense of, of moving on up. What about the Vrabel connection to C.J. Stroud with the Ohio State pipeline? You think that might play into it at all? I think there's just a lot of fascinating connection with with the Titans and and Cardinals for CJ Stroud specifically. But again, history tells us trades from twelve to four, twelve to three, generally just don't happen that much. But I mean, what's the cost? What's it going to cost them? I mean, it's going to cost them at least two first rounders because of, you know, that's what essentially Carolina was going to give up to move from nine to one. Yeah. I mean, it depends how motivated Arizona is to move. Like if they really are just trying to get out of there, it it could be cheaper than people think. Yeah. But if you're talking Stroud makes it to three and more than one team loves him. Mm. Now we're talking bidding war, just like we were with. You know the Texans and Colts. I think the Colts love the number him. one because I think the Colts love him. You think they love Stroud? Yeah, want him bad at four. So, what about a swap? Cardinals move to to four, and then they can get the defender of their choice. Maybe they get an extra third or something, move out of there, and then pick a player like Tyree Wilson or something. What do you think well, about Ste- that, Chris? Steichen came from the Eagles, right? Hmm. Yes. I mean, he might want a mobile quarterback like Richardson. So, yeah, see, that's where I'm thinking. I I think Richardson is kind of my my choice for the Colts. I think they're pumping up a lot of Levis talk, and I think it's a lot of. I mean, we're kind of bottling in three and four together here, but my my kind of take on this is that I think the the Colts are kind of pumping up Levis talk to try and get the Texans to budge on him at two, fully knowing that they aren't going to take him at four because they're division rivals. So. Well, the question, I guess, with the Raiders is, do they do they move up, or or like does McDaniel's think that he does he want to start his you know his QB um, development now or go with a year with Garoppolo? I mean, I, the sooner the better for the Raiders, and if if they're any good next year, they're not going to pick this high again, so they can make their move, and then you know with the Falcons. Uh, Ryan Pace, man, he could be in love with one of those two with Stroud or Richardson, and he could want to move up. So let's let's figure out something to get the Cardinals out of three. I, I think the Lions could also move up too. Not that they're another wrench in this, but the the Lions with golf on his last year of his contract would not shock me if they wanted to move up for whoever they wanted. Could be Richardson or whoever to sit for a year. So yeah, let's decide on something. 
Should we get the Cardinals oh, out of the top ten and just send them to the Titans, or what do you guys they, think they, is most that likely? Would me, that would make me throw up. Well, if we do, if we move them out of the top ten, then we don't have to deal with it with the Bears, like yeah, because we're just going to send right past it. So go ahead, Titans move up, take what Stroud. Titans for Stroud. Yeah, just for the, yeah, for the sake of discussion, but right. I think the straight out is it does make the most sense. All right, cool. Um, who do we have at four? The Colts. All right. Uh, We kind of talked to this. I think they're going Anthony Richardson, Joe. I mean, Chris, you kind of alluded to it. The Jalen Hurts connection is is fascinating. Uh, The Chris Ballard kind of connection is fascinating with just he always likes traits. You know, he's a traits guy. But then there there has been that Will Levis talk that's kind of been floating around for a long time about how much the Colts like him. So I don't know if you guys buy that, Joe. I'm going to turn it over to you and hear what you have to say about this. Well, I would have said that they'd take Stroud first, um, but since he's off our board, I think Richardson makes the most sense. But, yeah, I, I think we're all pretty much in agreement. The quarterback is the way that they're going to go. I think Richardson is probably going to be their move if Stroud is gone. Watch him take another alignment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, they're, they're going. They're going. They're going they to a quarterback. They take Skaronsky or something crazy like that. <laughs> yeah. What, so what do you guys think? You guys like Richardson or, or Levis here? Richardson. Yeah. All right. Seattle. Yep, this is fascinating. Uh, also, recent odd shift on this Jalen Carter is now plus 115 to go to Seattle. That's, That's what my, I said. Yeah. Yeah. That's my uh, Carter. Carter, I think. Yep. This is a kind of a great landing spot for him. Uh, now the lines here six are interesting. I'm sure they were probably praying that Will Anderson would fall, but Tyree Wilson is on the board. There's also been reports that they are in love with the the cornerbacks here. Uh, I'll turn it over to you guys. See what you have to say. My vote would be one of the cornerbacks, either Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon. No, I, I think I think Witherspoon kind of fits the bite the kneecaps mentality. He's he's a dude that's a tone setter. <laughs> he's he's fearless. He does. He plays everything like Dan Campbell would love. He plays like his hair is on fire. Like he, he flies around and just wants to fucking hit people. Would it be treading water? What do you think, Agreed. Chris? Agreed. Witherspoon fits the profile. And they just traded uh, Okuda. Okuda, yep. In my uh, accent, as you like to, to tell me, I have uh, seven with the Oakland Raiders now in Las Vegas. Ooh. Tied to multiple people here. I think corner O tackle kind of makes sense. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, or quarterback? I mean, they could go Levis. We still have yeah, I like Levis there. right here. I, I like that's my that's my gut. I uh, could be wrong, but uh, my vote would be Will Levis here. Chris, I want to say Tyree Wilson, and I want to say Paris Johnson. <laughs> 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 or I I think they need a cornerback badly. They also do need a corner, uh, and Christian Gonzalez would be a, a good. A good pickup. I think they probably would rather have Witherspoon as well, just because of the mentality and the the grittiness, like you alluded to, Lucas. But, um, Joe, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I think know. if Levis, I think if Levis gets too much farther down, we could see like an Aaron Rodgers free fall or somebody 
you know, moving up for him. Just like could literally could go any any direction. Well, would the Falcons just let him fall right there to him at, at eight? Because look, we we'll, are we'll all be honest, they don't love Desmond Ritter. That's just a stand in until they can get somebody real. I can't see him like I like I said to you earlier, I'm I'm kind of convinced the Texans are gonna try and move back up for Levis. There's been a okay. weird con- there's been a weird connection with him and the Texans, at least in the odds market. He was the favorite there for a the long time until they pulled that down. And now you kind of see him floating around as the favorite at pick two, which I don't think they'll do it, but I do think there is a weird uh these draft odds are are getting weirder and weirder. Like Vegas, I don't even think Vegas knows what to do with some of these teams. Right. But I guess my, my larger point is that they were the favorite for Levis like weeks ago. And I thought that was strange before like the number two pick thing before it was pulled. So I don't know. It would make sense for them to go defender and then QB. I mean, but for the sake of the Raiders, I would probably give them Gonzalez. Gonzalez it is. All right. Falcons. Tyree Wilson. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. I would vote I would vote him as well right here. All right. Your Chicago Bears <laughs> are on the clock. Oh! Oh, we are. Oh gosh. Okay. The board is falling. No Jalen Carter. No Tyree Wilson. No Christian Gonzalez. You got our blue chippers, Peter Scarron, Paris Johnson Jr., Darnell Wright, you got Broderick Jones. Who else we got here, guys? We got, oh, JSN, the fan favorite, B. John Robinson. The <laughs> no, Pats. no. Oh, what do we got? <laughs> we got I mean, the, 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 this is our conversation, right, Chris? Uh, who, who, else is, who else is in this conversation right here? Trade back is in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the easy answer, and we all agree. We uh, well, well, you and I agree. I, I mean, I uh, think uh, I think the darling is Darnell Wright at this point with with Chicago, and if they can move back and get him, great. But right now, with all four O linemen or all four tackles still on the board, three tackles and a guard. If you're asking me. Uh, I think they can't really afford to trade back too, too far. far. You know, I mean, right. like, like, okay, Amen. let's say Levis doesn't like Levis is still out there. Right. So this is a great spot the, to move back. If somebody wanted Levis. Do the Titans want to move up to nine and jump over? Already I mean, they don't the have Eagles. to jump over the Eagles, but they could prevent somebody else from jumping up. Like the, the commanders, the commanders is where I get freaked out. That's too far for me. Because then you go through like the Patriots who could take uh, a tackle. Uh, you got the Packers in there now at 13 who need a fucking tackle. Uh, the Jets need a tackle at 15. So I don't want 16. I don't. How I don't about like 12 that. with Houston? That's what I. Oh, yeah, that's possible. That's that was the other. Like like Lucas said, that was the other possibility for, for Levis was, was them moving up to nine. They're not going to want. Do you think they're going to want to deal with us after we sold away the first overall pick right from under them? <laughs> I mean, if you just give them, if you just kind of, you know, hey, give me a, a third round pick or whatever. Yeah, I think they're going to be maybe desperate enough to uh, to do it. If you can, uh, I think Ryan Poles is a pretty smooth talker, and I think uh, I think Nick Casario is uh, easily swindled. So 
He's that GM on the on draft day that just gets talked. The new, young new GM that just gets talked into anything. <laughs> well, have you, I mean, st- have you guys you've seen that movie now, right, Lucas? I haven't, dude. I've, I've been bless it. I've been just, wanting to watch it, and then I keep seeing people say how bad it is, and I'm like, all right, it's terrible, but it's great. <laughs> it's, it's terrible in such an amazing way. <laughs> it really is. Well, well, I, I I watch it every. Every Thursday of the draft for the past three years, I think. I guess to answer your question, well, yeah, I, I do think. I think we'd be getting a phone call for that quarterback, either yeah, from the yeah. Texans or, or Washington or someone. But I agree, Chris. There's there's been a lot of smoke too recently that there's going to be this like unprecedented run on tackles that's just going to happen and they're going to vanish. I mean, right in this range, you got the, the Jets coming up, the Patriots, the Titans, the Eagles. So you got four all or five these, guys. All of these things cannot be true. You cannot have four quarterbacks go in the top five along with four tackles and and Will Anderson and Jalen Carter and one or both of the corners. That's like 11 fucking people. You can't have that many people go. So well, either I- we end up with like a really good op- – alternative to a tackle like Jalen Carter or maybe do the craziest thing would be if Will Anderson dropped all the way to nine. Yeah. Which you, you have put it in like it's gone into the cards as possible. If let's say, you know, the quarterback goes, quarterback goes one through four. What like quarterback goes one through four. Carter goes five. Uh, corner goes six. Tyree Wilson goes seven. And some, and that and some crazy thing the Falcons do, they take what they take Paris Johnson and then there's Will Anderson at nine. Yeah. I'm more so saying just this kind of between nine and seventeen, you got the Bears, the Eagles, the Titans, Patriots, Jets, Steelers, all could potentially take a tackle there. And if the board falls like it does here, you're kind of staring down the barrel of a gun, hoping if you trade back that one of the tackles you like is still there. I think 12 is as far as I'm going. I agree. I I wouldn't go much past that. But and you're, guaranteed, you're guaranteed to get one of the four. Let's go back to nine, nine, ten, eleven. Even if nine, ten, and eleven are, are tackles. Let's say the Bears don't get any offers to move back, even though we think it'll happen. Who are you taking at nine? I think it's really between Darnell Wright and Paris Johnson. Agreed. Who who, who are you guys taking there? Or who do you Paris think will be? I think Wright's the pick. I think Wright's yeah. the pick if it's the Bears. If it's me, man, if it's me, I oh, man, I might take Broderick just because of the upside. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, that would be my best choice. I think that'd be the best choice. You agree with us, uh, Joe, about Broderick Jones? Yeah. You get take a guy with high upside, throw him out there, and let him skate for a year. <laughs> All right. Well, I think for this, if 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 you told me I had to tell you today who the Bears are picking, I would tell you it'll be darn alright. So let me ask you guys this. So I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to the CHGO podcast. Uh, shout out to those guys for having Braxton Jones on. Um, and talking about left tackle to right tackle. And if they asked him to move, would he move? He was like, well, I still got a job. Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess I would have to. Right. 
but he would prefer to stay on the left side. <clears throat> so if you're Ryan Poles and you love Braxton at left tackle, does that immediately jump Darnell right up to your number one tackle because Paris and, and Broderick are probably left tackles and you'd have to move Braxton to the right side? I think that's. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I was just kind of thinking about it, thinking it through. I think that uh, it's interesting because you bring in a guy like Darnell Wright, who has been a little bit vocal about being both a left or a right tackle, and you've already got a guy in Tevin Jenkins who has been vocal in saying, "I'm a tackle, not a guard." Um, and I mean, I love what Jenkins did at guard last year. I don't love what 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 uh. Braxton Jones did, but I like it. I, I think it was a good first, you know, for a rookie, for a late round pick. He did pretty good. Um, I, you know, at this point, you defer to the, you, you take the better overall alignment, I think. And in the three of us, we've all kind of dis- uh, agreed that it's probably Roderick Jones. And you say, you know what? You're the better project or you have the best you know ceiling and you have all the best traits so you know what you're going to the left and braxton you're in for a second year of skating on the right side and you just got to figure it out if you want to stay in this league you're what the fifth round sixth round pick so you you know you, you got to figure it out if you want to stay in this league there sorry i, Lucas, my, uh, Lucas, I cut out the there question yeah so essentially we're talking about does Poles want to keep Braxton on the left side bad enough to not take Broderick or Paris because you pretty much are guaranteeing they're at the left tackle next year and just take right because he likes Braxton on the left. It's a fair question to ask. Personally, I want to think he's not that stubborn that he wouldn't replace him with someone potentially better on the left side. And I think we've kind of talked about this before where the, the whole left-right thing is kind of a little bit overblown. But right. just from a pure tackle standpoint, I do think there is kind of a safety. I feel like there is some kind of safety net with Darnell Wright. Like, I feel like he has a really nice floor to him. You know, even if you just got him as he is, I think you'll get a solid pass protector with a, a you know, a very mean streak in him. And, you know, you're going to get a really good right tackle with that and maybe not. I don't know. I don't want to say he doesn't have as high upside. I, I would think maybe, you know, there's more of a mystery box kind of uh, aura around, uh, you know, Paris and, and Broderick, but I don't know. I think Broderick is, is I mean, I think um, Darnell Red is having kind of a, a last minute rise here on draft boards for a reason. I think his fundamentals are really good. Like so who's the pick? I'm saying Darnell Wright. If you ask me today, I think they're picking Darnell Wright. And that could be either in a trade back or at nine. I think they're going to take Darnell Wright. I agree. Me too. All right. Me too. Well, let's let's skip the picks with- 10 through 52. Chris, I hate to do this to you last minute. Would you be able to get the mock draft simulator up? I already have it, it is, up, bro. All right. <laughs> I well, it is, thing. it is not cooperating with my computer right now, not letting me share it with you guys. So, Do you want me to share my screen, too, or does it matter? 
Huh. Yeah, or you could just read off some of the picks. Or do you want to do? Uh, do you want to do uh, all seven rounds here? Five? What's uh, what's your flavor, gentlemen? We'll do seven. We just got to fly them a little bit. Yeah, right. we'll just see who some of the prospects are around the time the Bears are picking, and kind of see what we're thinking. I, th- I would defer to Luke a lot uh, as he's been doing a whole, whole lot of research. I'm just looking for positions to fill. I'm biased though. I have the well. Chris said the uh, the simulator is really nice because um, it, it's nice because you can it, it updates the draft kind of rankings as we get through the season and the rumors kind of unfold. So Darnell Wright, for example, was was uh, you know ranked pretty low to start, and now he is. Um, now we're not trading. Just take Darnell Wright there. We already have the pick. That's in. what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna do. <laughs> um, well, anyway, Darnell Wright started really low on there, and now he's uh, their seventeenth ranked player. So, oh wow, they had uh, Tampa Bay moving up to seven. Did y'all see that? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So here let's, we go. let's just let's let's do no trades just for the sake of some. Yeah, 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 for sure. Fifty-three. Um, so we so have you got we have your Darnell. Go ahead. Right. Yep. Hmm. You got your alignment, so needs, I mean, that everybody's talking about are three tech, uh, edge, cornerback, center, uh, wide receiver, and tight end and running back, I guess, fit in there somewhere at some point. I think the only positions that people aren't talking about in the first two, three day, two days are safety, linebacker, and Obviously, quarterback. Yeah, right. well, I do have to say, if the board fell like this, I would probably run the card in with Ojolari as my edge rusher. I think he's potentially a guy who go. Well, I think he will potentially go in the first round. I think he's that talented. I mean, I don't. The draft is weird. Guys fall all the time. You know, there might be something that drops a guy a little bit. Joe, you watch SEC football. Do you have any preference on BJ Ojolari? No, I think he's a good player. I think he's a good athlete, and and, and really LSU is. Uh, been turning out edge rushers for, for, for forever and ever. So uh, I, I like him there. And I also like Derek Hall. If you look down at the uh, mm. 61, yeah. uh, you talked about him last week. Uh, and then we also talked about the, the, the SC edge rusher, Tuli, Tuli Polito. Yeah, that would be interesting if they wanted to put him at three technique. And there's also Adebore there who's at, uh, who's still on the board. That's another guy I think could possibly sneak in the end of the first round. Um, what do you guys think? Do you guys think they would prioritize edge rusher or three technique here? If both those guys are available. It really depends on Adebore with like, cause it is a lot of projection. I mean, he has some tape at three tech and it looks really good, but again, it's, it's projection and, and what you think he's going to do long-term inside. Uh, if you really think he's, he's got it. I mean, like we've talked about earlier on this podcast, three tech that is a difference maker isn't found, you know, in the later rounds. So uh, the way this board is kind of falling, if you look at, let's look at D tackle overall. um, I mean, let's put Adebore up here just because you still got Benton, Dexter, Pickens are the three techs that we've talked about on this podcast. As far as edge goes, you have Ojolari, uh, Uzuma, 
Tulipupupupupe, Hall. Um, so there's, I mean, I think there's a little bit more depth at edge when you have a pick in like nine picks, uh, corner is pretty much decimated already. Uh, <laughs> unless you like tiny people like Clark Phillips and I mean, Tyreek Stevenson's a little bit bigger, but, uh, like if, if for my money, if this is the way it fell, yeah, I'd go Ojolari. Yeah. Uh, but I'd be really tempted at, at Atabore just because the edges are there a little bit deeper. And I think you might be able to get Hall at 61, maybe. All right. I'm cool with that. I like the risk on Atabore if he falls. I mean, he's been overly mocked to the Bears and it kind of tapered out a little bit. But if the board fell like this, I think I do think they're really high on him. They did a lot of work at LSU. I mean, obviously they were there for Skaronski and whoever else. And, you know, it's the hometown team, but. I, I kind of agree with you, Chris. There's a little bit of a drop off at D, at least I think projectable D tackle. I think Adabore, you know, his his traits are so so good. You're kind of hoping you might find a you know the three tech in the second round here. I mean, I, I also like Benton and Dexter, who like if you're going off of these rankings, have a better chance to be there at 61 yeah. than Adabore or Ojolari especially does. So it, it's really a pick your pick your favorite difference maker here if you think ojalari is a difference maker uh, i think that i think the tiebreaker for me is that i think both them guys you named i think are more of run stuffing three techniques and not pass rushing three techniques i think you're gonna get more of that pass rush upside with that abore so that's fair joe give us that abore a, a big meanie in the middle so after uh Adabore went we had Uzuma from Kansas State, Clark Phillips, cornerback from Utah, Ojalari from LSU to the Texans, uh, Zach Charbonnet from UCLA, running back, uh, Tuli Tui Pulutu <laughs> from USC. Hey, I tried. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback from Miami. All the cornerbacks are now pretty much gone. And then Joe Tittman, center from Wisconsin, who is Lucas's favorite player. But we still have one of our edges on the board at Derek Hall, which we talked we just talked about at 53. I think this lines up perfectly if you wanted to get out of Bory and there. I love Derek Hall's story. Uh, yeah. Premature born, wasn't supposed to make it, has been uh, kept down his whole life. Uh, and he is just a hardworking Eber type dude. Yeah, he's what the Bears want, man. Send it in. Derek Hall, that's the pick. Boom. I, I really do. I do like the edge depth kind of in this range a lot where the Bears are picking. So this will be good. I think this is one of the picks that like, so like I've, this is play. I've done this so many times uh, and this has played out quite a bit with this same, almost not at a board necessarily, but going tackle first round uh, three tech edge and usually corner center right here at 64 so great do you mind uh, showing we'll us the all yeah you got it sir there is now, a lot of talent off the board at this point but this is interesting now this is the bears could go i would say typically the first round the first pick in the third round is going to be fairly valuable to a team who might want to move up for a guy who they didn't think would last there so I think this is a prime trade out spot, but for the sake of this argument, the Bears could go many different ways. Personally, 
I would consider Tucker Craft right here, tight end from South Dakota State. Is uh, is it too early to see about the uh, center from Ohio State here? Oh yeah, Whipler. Is he still on your board? There he there, is. Yeah, yeah, you still, still got there. you still got Whipler. You still got Stromberg. They're definitely ranked a little bit lower. But the Bears, do we have a pick in the fourth round, or there's a kind of a big yeah, drop have, off, right? We have the we have the first pick in the fourth round, and then we have two fifths, and then no sixth, and two sevenths. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be. It's interesting. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Bears go skill position or tight end, though. Potentially, like Marvin Mims is interesting. He's another speedster, um, kind of a similar. You know, similar guys to, to Darnell Mooney. Um, there's tight ends galore. Laporta. Is Chris, Chris Berry still on the board? Who? Chris Berry. <laughs> Is that me and Krugman combined? It's cousin. Luke <laughs> Krugman. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> what do you think? Should we, we <sighs> throw a curveball here? Do we stick with the traditional cornerback? <laughs> I have a feeling Eberflus is going to pull a cornerback in like the later rounds, just like some random dude we never heard of. Yeah, so I, 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 I like Thomas Flowers. I wouldn't hate Darius Rush here. Ooh, um, yeah, it's actually. a little early ac- according to these rankings, but uh, your cornerback depth after this is 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 gone. Karen, Carrington Valentine much later intrigues me. So does Makai Gardner, but. You're taking you're taking stabs at that point. Um, Rush uh, has a super high freaking relative athletic score at nine point eight, uh, and I'm pretty six two and thirty three inch arms. Um, dude, I, I I like this dude. Yeah, I like it too. I heard a podcast where they had him in the first round. Actually, oh, I, I don't think that'll happen. But it was uh it was the Rick Spielman podcast. Actually, one of their guests had Rush in the first round. Uh, Chris, I'm fine with that. I think Rush would be a, a good pick there. Joe, any objection? No, I'm, good with that. I'm good with getting a corner. Uh, I love corners. Yeah, premium position. I think it's too early for Whipler, and you um, you might get him here. Or Stromberg. Um, Stromberg is gone, it looks like. He just went. But yeah, Whipler's still here. Send him in. Joe? Yep, Whipler, Joe I like him. Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe wanted him in the first pick of the third round. Yeah, he's he's gonna love him with the first pick of the fourth <laughs> round. <laughs> no, I, I, I just think that it put a huge focus on the uh, on getting back up front, offense and defensive line, and we've done that right now. And then we just hit. Yeah, we, I, I know everybody wants receiver, running back, tight end, somebody flashy, but. Corner is such a huge need. You get guys who can cover, or they're so invaluable. I think we've nailed it so far. If it fell, no. all right, where are we at? One thirty-three. So we have two fourths and two fifths, or is this just jumbled because of how effed up the draft order is with comp picks? And I think this is. We might have two fourths and two fifths. Yeah, I think that's right. We have a ton of picks too. It's hard. Well, I to know track. why we have two fours, but why would we? Why do we have two fifths? Is it? They're probably comp picks. Was that part of? Was that part of the Roquan deal? Was it a second and a fifth? Uh, it wasn't right. For some reason, somebody looked it was just a second, man. 
Joe, Joe, go ahead and look that up right now while I while we rattle off some folks. Uh, for the, All right. So uh, here's this is interesting. I could see the Bears again. They could go running back. They could double down on the line. They could take another tackle, maybe, or another D tackle. Um, an interesting guy, I think, is maybe the Bears. Say the Bears go with a guy like Adebore, right? Kind of a project. Maybe they go with another dart thrower three tech. Maybe they go with a uh, Carl Brooks from Bowling Green. He's probably listed under edge because he's an edge rusher, but he's another guy. Oh, he's better. He's at. way down here, though. I I don't I, know why that ranking is kind of weird. I think he's pretty hot. I think he's probably in that fourth to fifth round range, at least from what I've seen. He had a really good senior bowl. Um, yeah, two thirty six is a little ridiculous. So I think he'd be an option. Um. Maybe we can look at O tackle. I don't know. See if there's any of those guys we like there. I could see. Uh, yeah, I don't really like any of these. I mean, McFadden, I think, goes inside because he's t- he's short. He's six. He's six two. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like that board. Um, Roquan Smith deal was for a 2023 second and fifth round draft pick. Oh, there you go, Chris. Oh shit, Tajay Spears. I would like that pick from Tulane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I was hoping the 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 guy I like uh and if Chase Brown. No, uh Israel Abadaconda. That guy. That guy. Anaconda. That dude. He's uh he's lightning fast and Fits yeah. the scheme very well, but uh, I would be good with with Tajay Spears here. Also, I also Luke Schoonmaker, Luke Schoonmaker uh, from Michigan. Uh, I mean, we have two picks in within three picks of each other, so we really could. So, just basing it off of the the PFN board for the folks at home, Tajay Spears is one forty three. And then Schoonmaker is 152, so it would make more sense to take uh, uh, Tajay Spears first here if we did want to kind of assist the offense. Um, as far as D tackle goes, if there's another, there's only other one other D tackle, and I don't think he'll be here. He's not. But if uh, Zach Pickens were to fall this far, that would be a an idea here as well. Yep. But, uh, Joe, what do you have on the corner safety line again? I mean, uh, corner. uh, We got you, your damn corner. We got Darius Rook. I need more. I need more coverage. Uh, uh, Honestly, Makai Gardner wouldn't be bad there. Have you watched his tape yet, Lucas? Here and there. He's a boom blower. He likes to to whack people. Whack. Whack them. I don't know. I, I personally, I have a feeling the Bears are going to take another running back. Yeah, but I mean, if you like, if you like Spears, uh, the Tulane kid, I don't see why you wouldn't like Deuce Vaughn much later, much cheaper. He's like so three inches shorter. Okay. What I'm curious about with the with the running back situation, and somebody brought it up on Twitter. Uh, you know, you have the obvious first two with Foreman and Herbert. And then you have um, the kid from Seattle that they signed, whatever his name is. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, Travis Homer. Travis Homer. And I feel like there's like 
I mean, I know there's the kid in the sixth round last year, but do you think they carry four running backs? I think Justin Ebner is gone. Four running backs and a and a fullback. That's a wow. that's a big room. I just, I guess I don't really consider the dude from Seattle a running back. He's more of a special teamer that can block on third down. But but he sits in a position room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not know. like it's not like just, he's with like uh, you know Cairo Santos and and those guys in the <laughs> special teams room. I, just with ten picks, I could see them taking a running back. But I agree. It's I don't not really disagree. A huge need. I don't disagree. I don't think. I I don't think it's a huge need. Huge need. I don't disagree that if they got a home run hitter type in the anywhere from the fourth to seventh round, that they wouldn't roll the dice. Shit, I could see them double downing on double, double, double dipping on edge. Maybe. I mean, Isaiah Land from Florida A and M's a a solid pick as well. <laughs> Smaller school guy. I would take Isaiah McGuire or, or, or McGuire. Yeah, I would take either one of them guys there. I'd actually take. I'd I'd take McGuire. This is, that would probably be my pick right here. Yeah, I like that. Double down on the on the D line there with another solid. Yeah. Now we're talking Isaiah right. McGuire. Send him in. Boom. But I will say, I I do think tight end. I I would like to grab if Schoonmaker is there. The Spoonmaker. So Tajay Spears is still there at 136, as well as Spoonmaker. Um, I'd rather have the tight end than the running back right here. Yeah, we're anti-running back, Joe. Fuck running back. You can get him a dude. Look at this dude's ras, dude. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on Spoonmaker. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. 136, pull the trigger. Fuck it, send it in. And we got 148. Here we go. We're not we're drafting all these draft picks. I, you know, you know what's gonna be funny is you know Poles is gonna trade out of like three yeah. of these picks. We're gonna we're gonna end up with like 18 draft picks. Yeah, yeah. And and another 27 undrafted free agents. <laughs> Next year's 53 uh, is completely different. Sorry, Jack. Sorry, Jack Sanborn. I know you just won the Piccolo Award, but you're out of here, buddy. Joking. Joking. All right. So our 148 and Tajay Spears is still on the board. Told you. Or we could look around and see what else we got. Uh, Ronnie Hickman is a safety that Dane Brugler tied to the Bears. I, I actually would like that pick. I mean, our safety, we lost. What's his name, right? Old Reliable. Did we? Deion Bush. Did Deion we lose Bush. old reliable? Who's the other guy? Not Deion Bush. I mean, Deion Bush. Deion Bush was he Deon- on the team last year? DeAndre Houston Carson. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. DHC. I don't think he's with the Bears anymore. Deion Bush has been gone for like forever. Yeah. Two years? No, no. DHC is all reliable, though. <laughs> he's still on the roster according to wikipedia.com. Two years oh. is forever, bro. Yeah, so is uh what's the guy's name I told you, Lucas, like a while ago, the wide receiver that's still on the roster? Bayless Jones. No. <laughs> <laughs> the New England guy, Nikhil Harry. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. You still I mean, yeah, every day you forget about him. Would you guys be shocked if they went linebacker and took uh DeMarvin Overshone, who's just an insane athlete? 
even though he weighs like 210 oh, pounds. Oh, no, I love that guy. He's a, he's a stud. He's a stud. See, this is hilarious. So this same thing says... Long-rangey frame at 6'4". He's 6'2 right here, and then <laughs> this says he's 6'4". Uh, there's, I mean, there's, there's other guys that I would take over. Draft him. He's better than Jack Sanborn. Oh, all right. I do like the safety. If you were to take Ronnie Hickman, I wouldn't be mad. And the Bears, I feel like, do need another quality safety that's not Elijah Hicks. Neon Bush was last on the Bears in 2021. So get him out of your mouth. But DeAndre Houston Carson, I, I, I can't tell if he's still on the roster or not. Who was I looking for? Carl Brooks. No. <laughs> Carl Weathers. Honestly, yeah. Ry- Riley Moss would be interesting at, at a white cornerback to the room. Randy Moss? Riley Moss. Crazy measurables. Like his brother, Randy? Oh, shit. He's a lot shorter than his brother, Randy. Six foot. Indeed. Uh, we are no, we didn't double dip on. We double dipped on edge. We didn't double dip on D tackle. I don't think Brooks makes it this far. This this ranking is just weird. But he is like Dane Brugler's like fifteenth D tackle. I mean, it's not like he's super high yeah. on. Like, We're in round five, so I mean, I, I can see. He, I mean, I can see him making round five. Um, Send him in. Build whoa. the trenches. Joe? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I want linemen. I yeah, want no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So here oh, goes all no... the rounds. Yeah, now we're not. Here goes all the so. players. Yeah. So they're all gone now. So uh, I like this kid, Anthony Orgy. Orgy, because that's the coolest name ever. No, I'm just kidding. That's a terrible name. He's a center. <laughs> uh, his relative athletic score is 9.2, which is. Do you think they take another wide receiver, or is that another room you think is too crowded? Man, I would rather keep Harry than take another wide receiver. No. Yeah. Nikhil Harry's worthless. So is any seventh rounder you're going to get. Yeah, I I think they might go. I honestly do think they might go wide receiver early. So Vader Jones, get those bastards off the roster. I mean, sure, maybe early, but I don't see him going. Going late. What wide receivers are on the board right here? Why don't we take Jake Hayner? Guys, I never uh, heard of. Matt, Matt Landers. Matt Landers is Lucas's dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, He's baby. 9.8 Rass. Send him on, Matt Landers. Get He's fucking Wal- Harry and Valus Jones off my team. <laughs> Landers is like Walmart Claypool. Done. Landers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the seventh round. These guys might not make the team. Take All a right, kicker. Four. We need no, a kicker. No, no. I we already have the pick. It's uh, it's my boy Jake Witt. Jake Witt. All right. Yeah, I like. Oh, tackle from Northern Michigan. Jake Witt. A stupid relative athletic score at nine point eight. Yes, sir. All right. So, I mean, Darnell Wright at if number. The Bears nine, came away with this haul, man. Put Just it out kiss. there. Screen cap it and put it out there. Screen cap it. I don't know. Right. Number nine. It's terrible. Oh, whoa. Who's that? Adebore, 53. 
Oh, sorry. Scrolling too much. Uh, yeah. All right, Lucas. <laughs> Derek Hall, 61. Darius Rush, 64. Luke Whipler, 103. Isaiah McGuire, 133. Luke Schoonmaker, 136. We got to scroll a little bit. I can't see. It's not my fault. Carl Brooks, 148. <laughs> Matt Landers, 218. And Jake Whitt, 258. Why does it show anything inappropriate? It's not inappropriate. It's just a weird ad in a weird place. Hmm. And uh, that is our Believe in Monsters mock draft for hey, the plus. Chicago Bears. Yeah, I would be thrilled with that. Chris, we just won the you? Super Bowl. I yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, obviously, we drafted it for real. I mean, right. no, but before we hang up for the day, we got to ask how many. What what is the over under for picks for the Bears in this draft? If you guys had to set the line, they currently ten. have ten, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they got ten. No, so I think they're going to take about thirteen. Maybe I was going to say 13 and a half or 12 and a half. Which, what do you think? I'll take the under on that. Which one? 12 and a half. Is that a fair either. line? I'll take the under either on either of those. Yeah, we'll set it at 12 and a half. I'll go. They're right. going right. to start getting talent density instead of just shotgun. We shall see. Watch us just trade like crazy far back in the first round. <laughs> Backup picks for next year, bro. All right, Joe. What will be interesting is what they do like at 53 through 64, because I think, like Luke said, that's a trade down spot as well. Yeah. Uh, to, to try to get more. I think they do want to continue to load forward uh, like into next year. Because we're, I don't think we're there yet. I, I mean, obviously, we we just came off the worst season in the NFL, so I don't think we're going to bounce back to like a Super Bowl contender in one year. What? But yeah, we're, per sources, per sources, uh, we will not win the you Super need Bowl. You need to be talking to my people. Uh, this is exactly why I don't talk to your people. Mm. So right. yeah, I, go yeah, go ahead, Luke. Wrap us up. Well, Joe's got to sing the song. I don't have the vocals for that. So. Well, I mean, I just think that we knocked it out of the park tonight. And anybody that uh, wants to disagree with us can let us know at bim underscore pod at lberry underscore forty at shy bears nineteen eighty five and at joe gaither six. And we'll just tell you that you're wrong because once Justin Field sees this list, he's going to cream his pants, and we're going to go seventeen and zero, and all the way to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a great year. All because we laid it out there. Ryan Poles, I know you're listening. Just follow the plan to a T, and we'll go all the way this year. Uh, so uh, we'll just join in and sing along. We'll be with you. We'll remind you. We'll be with you live on Thursday night uh, up through the ninth pick, up through the 12th pick, the 13th pick, wherever the Bears land with that first pick. We'll see if we're going to take a Jalen Carter, a Tyree Wilson, a Darnell Wright, who is our selection for the first round, a Broderick Jones, or whoever else. Ryan Poles, don't make me freaking throw my TV by selecting B. John Robinson on Thursday. Don't do it. <laughs> Joe, are you going to be are you going to be medicating yourself with Miller Lights before the Bears pick? Well, Miller Lights, the official beer of the Chicago <laughs> Bears, of course. 
I'm going to be having some Miller Lights. It will be Miller time uh, in my living room. I hope that it'll be Miller time in your living room. Uh, and we're excited for Thursday. Krogman, I think you nailed it tonight. I think you, I think you really won the MVP of tonight's episode. Uh, yeah, so here we go. Sure, great, we're going to wrap it up here with uh, Bear Down. Bear Down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear Down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrill the nation with your T formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. And don't forget why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.